Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. It's uh, Friday of the long weekend. I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy it. Uh, I'm, you know, hope having some friends over for the first time in a long time to celebrate, which is great. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend. What, what about you? How are you doing? Doing well. Hoping to uh, hang out in my backyard, cook some burgers, hopefully. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was doing my best. Not it's a long story, you. everybody. It's a long story. I'll, I'll explain to it later. Uh, later <laughs> we need to later. get into Cowboys. We need to yeah, get we got to get into Cowboys. Uh, mm-hmm. Our friends at betonline.ag have some odds out today uh, about mm. the first coach to be fired. And Landon, Mike McCarthy leads the pack at plus 750 uh, ahead of people like Vic Fangio, John Gruden, Matt Nagy, Matt Zimmer. First and foremost, what do you think of those odds? And does it seem a little crazy that they have McCarthy at number one? Yeah, I, I think it's really crazy. I mean, and one of the things that they mentioned was, uh, you know, that Jerry has an itchy trigger finger. And if you believe that uh, Jerry has an itchy trigger finger with his head coaches, then I've got a backyard to sell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just think that, uh, you know, Jerry, look, it's certainly possible that Jerry uh, gets sick of McCarthy sooner than any other owner gets sick of their coach. Yeah. I certainly think it, that is possible. But I think that Jerry has, you know, especially, uh, you know, for the last decade and a half, have been uh, very much, you know, uh, letting their coaches have, you know, enough space to kind of hang themselves really, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, and just letting themselves try to give, give, I think it's, you know, they just, they made a mistake earlier on in, in Jerry's career when, the, when they let, they felt like they let, uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Right. no, not Jimmy Johnson, the, 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 I'm, I'm, this is bad te- television, but they let one of their coaches go, who I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and and, and you know, right after he had had like a, a nine to six season, and and they really, I think, went back and and felt like that was a, a mistake. And I, you know, look, wait, you talking about Chan Gailey? Chan Gailey, thank you, God, I couldn't, I couldn't remember Chan Gailey's <laughs> name. You know, and, and since that, since Gailey, like they, Jerry has really shied away from kind of firing coaches midseason or, or trying to make that transition, you know, in, in the middle of the season. So he's really been careful up, and, and beyond that too. I think he's been very uh, uh, careful to not fire coaches too soon. He, he, I think he wants to give these guys enough opportunity to build a program and, and do what they do what they can. Look, last year was, was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was COVID related. There's obviously you know nothing around, it, but I think at the same time there was some disappointment in some uh, in, in in the way McCarthy ran things. I, I think they're going to give him at least all of this season. I, I mean, oh, I just can't yeah, imagine yeah. them not giving him all of this season. So I, I I generally disagree with the idea that he will be the first coach fired. 
I could see a situation where if it got so bad, he could be the first coach who is, you know, uh, like, like I said, a lame duck coach, a guy who's, who's, who's basically just going to finish the season and then they swap it out. But again, even that, like, I, I can't imagine it. It's he's the number one candidate. I, I can't imagine that either. So what would have to happen? Like, would they have to get off to like an Owen five start an Owen six start or something like that? Yeah. I mean, it'd have to be something like where it's almost the exact same, you know, kind of record as it was, it was last year, except they're fully healthy, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and, and like, well, so like no excuse. Year, right? the, the way yeah. Phillips year where they started out was a one and five or one and six before Romo got hurt. Yeah. I mean, just kind of any, any season that basically takes them out of the running before, you know, Thanksgiving, I think would be a fireable offense. Um, and, and I, but I mean, I, like, again, not, not this season, but you know, the off season for next season. I agree. I, I, I still think it's very unlikely he gets fired. It, I, I actually think it's pretty unlikely that he gets fired anytime soon. The only way that I could see it landing is what if Dallas has to eventually decide between Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Who would they choose? Because I'm, I think they would choose McCarthy, but I'm not sure, right? If, if Kellen Moore is so good at the end of the season and let's say he starts getting head coaching offers, I don't think the Cowboys want to let him go. And I think they might would, maybe they would rather just fire McCarthy or trade McCarthy rather than letting Kellen Moore go. I, I, I don't know. Well, I look, I think some people um, rightfully kind of eyebrow raised when Dan Quinn was the hire, because, you know, I think, Obviously, besides the defensive prowess stuff, he is a former head coach who took his yep. team to the Super Bowl, too. Uh, so there is some in somewhat kind of by hiring a guy like that, there is that floor of, OK, well, if we have to change coaches, you know, we have a guy who's experienced. Having said all that, the other side of that is that let's say that it comes down to in the offseason, a, a choice between McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Having Dan Quinn in the house as your defensive coordinator already Makes gives a, a level of stability yeah. for if you wanted to transition into a Kellen Moore head coaching situation because well, you have a guy who could be a, a sounding board for Kellen Moore who is you know a, a stable voice on that side of the ball a little bit. I think that that's an important thing. If you're going to get a young, if you're going to install a young head coach, uh, that, that it's good to have a defensive coordinator with some skins on the wall who knows exactly, you know, how to kind of steady the ship when things are not going right. Not all that dissimilar to like what the Rams did with Sean McVay and Wade no. Phillips, right? Like they get this guy that has a ton of experience, can run the defense by himself as a leader, and then you just let McVay focus on the offensive side of the ball until he kind of grows into that head coach role. I don't think that's completely unrealistic. I'm not. I'm not predicting that's going to happen. I just. I would no. not be surprised if that's the fallback plan. If McCarthy struggles for whatever reason, it's 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 a bonus for why you hire Quinn, right? He, yeah. Quinn is an insurance policy in case maybe Jerry does change his mind and does fire uh, a McCarthy midseason. You have a guy who can, you know, obviously step in and coach the team for the rest of the year. But but more likely to me. Is that if they decide that it, it you know if we get to the offseason, the Cowboys have a top five offense. They they light the, the league up with 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 offense. Kellen Moore is going to be a hot commodity, and and you know it could be that. And look, let's rewind the clock a little bit. We 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 were all extremely worried about 
uh, uh, Kellen Moore leaving to be the head coach of of you know his his alma mater. For good reason. And, and, it sounded like that was a done deal. And it, it, that's exactly what I was going to get at. It sounded like it was a done deal, and we still have not exactly heard why he backed out of that deal. I have to imagine. I I just knowing the Joneses and how they've dealt with this in the past. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that there was some sort of soft offer of hey, you're next in line. You got yeah. you're the next yeah. you're the next head. If this doesn't work with McCarthy, you're our next choice. So if that's the case, then you know again it makes even more sense. Uh, uh, another bonus aspect of buying a, 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 a of getting a Dan Quinn is that you have a guy who uh, can be that steady voice next year if you have to transition to a Kellen Moore led team and, and you have another coach there who can be a sounding board for Kellen Moore as he's trying to learn the, the ropes of being an NFL head coach. So speaking of odds, I'm going to give you some hypothetical odds. Is Kellen Moore the Cowboys head coach by 2023, over or under? So over would be 20, after yeah, 2023, 20. under would be like 2022 or not or sooner. Man, I I I, I think that's tough to, to predict because I think it's all hinging on on the Cowboys' success the next few years, yeah. right? So I'm gonna say I'm gonna under say, maybe. Ooh, see, I'm saying over. I I still think Mike McCarthy is a really good coach, and I, I think do. We, I think we saw last year like some of the games that they won and were competitive in. They should not have been, and I, I don't think it's fair to judge him at all. So let's let's relax. Kellen Moore signed was it a two or three year deal? Yeah. I think it's fair to evaluate it after this season, but there, I just don't see any way they pull the plug on Mike McCarthy this year. I just I just don't I, see I, it happening. I, I I the only thing I can counter to that is if the market forces their hand, because I think that. Yeah, I think that if if Kellen Moore becomes a hot commodity as a head coach next year and the Cowboys have a good, not great year, right? I think the Joneses are going to have a very difficult decision to make. It sounds crazy, but theoretically, you could trade Mike McCarthy. Like, there's he's a good enough coach that you could move him. We've seen it done before with uh, John Gruden, who's on this list. He's not getting fired. I I promise you, John Gruden's not getting fired. Just something to think about on a Friday in late May. Uh, Wait, real quick. So Kellen, yeah. Kellen still has this year and one more year, right? I think that that was a three-year deal that he signed. While you're looking that up real quick, if that's the case, there's also an opportunity to, to, to trade Kellen Moore. I mean, if that is something that the Cowboys would be interested in. So um, I, you know, if it's me, I'm taking, you know, I'm taking the young hotshot offensive of mind. I like McCarthy a lot. But I think if by the time – if this contract does have another two years, by the time that's done, I'm ready to at least see what, what he's got. I'm ready to at least, you know – I'm in, I, if they're going to make me force my hand between McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore in, you know, 2022, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a difficult decision for the Cowboys. Yeah, so the years aren't out there, but it says it's almost $2 million a year, and we just don't know how long it is. So – this this could come up this offseason. This could come up next offseason. You know, let, and, and again, it, it's it's one of those things that happens that you know with good teams is that often you're a victim of your success because uh, other teams come calling for your coaches and players. Sorry, so I, I found it's a three year extension. Three years. Okay, so three years from last year. So yeah, two more. So this year and w- one it's, more it's, year. No, no. According to uh, this is Jory Epstein of USA Today. It's through the 2020-23 season. Twenty twenty three season. 
Okay, so it's this year, next year, and one more year. Mm-hmm. Did he resign it after? Okay, I I, I guess. Oh, because yeah. he, he signed it after the last year. Okay. But the thing is, with these these contracts, they don't mean anything really, though, do they? Because you no, you can I'm... go get a head coaching job whenever you want. Well, that's yeah, that's the other thing is that he can get poached as a head coach whenever. It's just a matter of when is he going to become impatient there? Because the Cowboys can just keep offering him more money. You know what I'm saying? Like $2 million to be an offensive coordinator is pretty good money. Uh, So the Cowboys can always just offer him more money with, again, the kind of hook of, Hey, you know, you could end up being the head coach here. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs into the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use Locked On 20, and you can actually get 20% off your next order. Again, that is builtbar.com. All right, Landon, let's talk about Jalen Smith. Uh, not his number, because I do not want to talk about that. Because Great. that is Thank the you. most ridiculous thing in the world. Um, Pro Football Focus ranked their top 32 linebackers, and Jalen Smith appeared on this list. Now, he came in at number 21. They talked about how uh, he's been a little bit up and down, especially in coverage, and some of the run you know, defense stuff has been a little inconsistent over the last couple of years. But do you agree that Jalen Smith is still a top 25 linebacker in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I I disagree with that. First of all, I don't know that there's a ton of great linebacker play happening in the NFL right now, you know? And and let's let's take it back a step or two. You know, linebackers are and we I think we just recently talked about this if I'm not mistaken. Linebackers are uh, the whipping boys of the NFL right now. I mean, offenses are mm-hmm. specifically targeting linebackers. Uh, I mean, the Shanahan's, the the McVeighs. Yeah, these guys are doing what they can to screw with linebackers' cues, uh, to attack them via RPOs or just concepts that make them in conflict. Um, you know, it's just it's just a more difficult position to play in the NFL nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I guess what I'm getting at is that. I think if you watch a lot of football, that's not just the Cowboys. You see a lot of linebackers struggling. I, oh, I think yeah. you see, you certainly see a, 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 an upper echelon of, of of linebackers that play well too. But I would say the vast majority of linebacker play, let's just say, it doesn't look good right now. And, and it, not necessarily because there isn't talent at the position, but it's just that it's a, a, a position that is being exploited by office, modern offices a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and I yeah. think that with, with, with Jalen, you know, look, run fits are difficult. And, 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 and I don't even just mean for, for Jalen and for the people doing them, they're difficult to kind of decipher from the outs, from the outside. It's hard for me to look at a run play, a wide zone run play and know for certain 
what everybody's assignment is, you know, right. in their fit. Yes. And, and, and it's also completely un, you know, uh, undistinguishable for us when, uh, you know, like let's say a defensive lineman is given freedom to go through two gaps or, or choose which gap. And, and then Jalen is job is to make that person right. You know, to to pick the other gap. So a lot of these times, these these assignments are very difficult, and, and I think that a lot of what Jalen does and has done in the last few years has been trying to make the defensive players in front of him correct. And what that end up doing is making makes him look bad because he's actually ending up having to cover two gaps when he's supposed to be just covering one. Yeah. Um. And and look, you combine that with his very poor i mean let's just there's no way around that poor pass coverage the last few years uh and i think that that gives us the perception that he's not a good linebacker when you know 21 out of i mean every team has at least two or three linebackers right so 21 is pretty high Uh, there's no way around that um but i do think that if you look and and look at the the names that are around jalen smith in that list it's not that outrageous. There's just well, not a great middle class of linebackers right now. Let me, let me read you some of the names because <laughs> a couple of these are the same types of problems with Jalen. Like, right, like it's Blake Martinez at 16. Mm-hmm. The Packers had to take Blake Martinez off the field multiple times because in the, in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, they just abused him. And he goes to the Giants and he racks up a bunch of tackles and he's good in run defense, but he can't cover. He gets at 17 or 16. Devin Bush has played, I believe, 20 games. He really struggles in coverage. Nick Kukowski for the Raiders is a good coverage linebacker cannot play the run at all Josie Jewell you cannot play him in space he comes in at 19 uh Corey Littleton for the Raiders uh one of the worst run defenders I've ever seen at linebacker he comes (laughs) in at 22 Kenneth Murray who has a lot of problems that we talked about last year pre-draft he comes in at 23 so there's just not a lot there right so I I don't think I don't think you're wrong by saying that the middle class of linebackers is bad my problem with Jalen is I feel like his his weaknesses are so defined and they're so clear that it's going to be hard for me to ever envision him being worth his contract. Right. Well, and that's certainly that I'm certainly not going to try to defend the contract. Yeah. Numbers. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then yeah. like, that's, yeah. and let me be clear about all this is that, uh, you know, the contract numbers are bad news all around because they, they put him in, in a, uh, in a uh, expectations box that, that, he he really just can't live up to you know yeah. or or that he shouldn't live to and and so the contract I'm not gonna try to defend the contract but I will say that I think that he's a better player than people realize because well, I do think the, la- the people that were playing in front of him last year were just atrocious right yeah like and he and that, again that's what I was gonna get at actually to your point was that was that his you mentioned that his his uh, weaknesses are very well defined. That's bad coaching and or bad, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, his weaknesses are very well defined, but we shouldn't be seeing that on a regular basis on Sundays. They should be doing more to cover up his weaknesses if you're going to continue to play him. So, and I think that that's been a problem. So I'm hoping that, you know, with a new defensive coordinator who understands that new injections of talent in front of him, that yes, you're right. Jalen has very defined strengths and weaknesses, why don't we play better to those? Because I think that that's what had happened in previous administrations is mm-hmm. that they limited the things he doesn't do well and they promoted the things he does well. They, they got him into situations where he was able to avail himself of the things that he does do well. So I would I totally agree with your point uh, that he does have very defined you know 
strengths and weaknesses, I think the coaching staff needs to do a better job of putting him in a position to, you know, not not use the weak parts of his game and use the strong parts of his game. It's also notable that Jay, or excuse me, Leighton Van Der Esch did not show up on this list, and I I feel like if he if you switch salaries with Jalen and Leighton Van Der Esch, you would see a lot more people complaining about LVE, and I think rightfully so. We've talked about this multiple times in the podcast, like. Because Van Der Esch was hurt, I think people assume, well, once he's healthy, he's going to be fine. I, I I don't know if that's the case anymore, Landon. Like, we haven't seen that player in two years now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, that's that's been my concern is that, you know, he came uh, – last year it was all just, you know, if you remember, it was all just, is he going to play? You know, like, is like is his neck – is he going to retire? You know, that that was the conversation. Like, his, his neck is to a, such a, a spot where – he, that can he continue to play because he didn't hear anything for, about him for the entire off season. You know, his, mm-hmm. in, the injury the previous year was, was scary, especially when combined with all the other uh, injuries he's had. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty low bar for him to clear coming into the off season. Yes, he is playing. And then when we got in and we saw him playing, we're like, or at least I was, I was like, this is not the same guy. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if, if he's still recovering or if he's just kind of getting used to it. And, and I you know, was hoping to kind of, he would get into it and maybe a little bit into the season, we'd see a little bit more of the kind of previous guy that we had seen. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't really see it consistently with him. I didn't see that same player that he was his rookie year. I'm hoping that, you know, a, another year away from this and in, in a scheme that maybe fits him a little bit better that, that that player will show back up, but I certainly am not confident in it. Do you think there's any chance they trade him before the season starts because if the Cowboys move on from him, they could actually save just under $4 million with no dead cap hit. Do you think that's something? I mean, as much as it is difficult to trade Jalen's contract, I mean, Layton's is almost as difficult, even though it's that much less because you just, I think, you know, you could maybe convince a team to, you know, take a chance on a guy that had all the, that played so well his rookie year and then maybe it's just trying to get it back together. There really is an opportunity that he could come back and play like a Pro Bowl player. I, I think that, that that is a chance, but that is a lot of money. You know, that mm-hmm. I mean, it's even though it's a rookie contract, it's still a lot of money for it's, a, it's not a non-known quad Yeah. 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 I was I was looking around like the 2018 draft class to see like if anybody wanted to swap failed first round picks with the Cowboys like a team that needed linebackers. No, there's not a lot out there. The the only one that I can come back to is maybe Jacksonville taking a chance with Taven Bryan. You know, maybe you you swap there, but I don't know if that helps Dallas at all because Taven's a a three technique that doesn't really stop the run, and it seems like we've got a couple of those. We got a lot of those. Yeah, we got plenty of rotational three techniques that we think can do something. I I would love to trade for a known commodity if you're going to trade for a three technique, but yeah, I think that's difficult. I mean, I think that's the kind of thing we should look at. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the kind of thing we should look at is another team that didn't like that didn't pick up their fifth year option on their you know player for that from that year, but unfortunately, it's not a lot there. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see again. The, the biggest story for this offseason is how the Cowboys handle the 15 million linebackers they have on the roster. What's the <laughs> rotation? What's the pairings? Uh, we, we will continue to update all the information that we get on linebackers. I heard a report yesterday, Landon, that the Cowboys tried to ch- trade Jalen Smith during the draft. From what I've been able to gather, that's not really true. Um, well, was that just can- suggested or was it actually a report that somebody said? 
I mean, I, I know who you does said. It matter on you said. Does it matter on Twitter anymore? No, Isn't you're right. The same it, doesn't, thing? it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot of people in the organization that still really believe in Jalen Smith for better or worse. And maybe, maybe their faith will be rewarded this year. Maybe we'll see a better Jalen Smith with a new defensive scheme and, you know, better defensive tackles. We shall see. Uh, I don't anticipate the Cowboys moving on from him at all this year. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow the show on YouTube. You can follow Landon at NicoleBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back here on Tuesday for all the latest Dallas Cowboys news.